from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Kissy Ray's Barbecue. For lunch or before the game, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at jessierayesbarbecue.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. By the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Sunday night, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, where the temperature has gone from 100 degrees to 50 degrees in the matter of a few hours. <laughs> That's the way it is in the state of Minnesota. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate where it's always just gumdrops, rainbows, uh, sunshine, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Paul, how are you? Yeah, gumdrops and, and, and rainbows, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no? No. I keep trying to get it right. How come I can never get it right? And first of all, let me ask you this. Have there been any buses that have stopped by to uh, take a look at your palatial estate yet? Because a lot of these teams now are back on in school and practicing, and I, I know a lot of the guys want to stop by and see what that palatial estate looks like. Well, then they're obviously not coming here because that's not <laughs> happening. Well, don't they come right by your house on the way to the Hamptons? No, they don't. Oh. Let <laughs> they don't let people like me in the Hamptons. No, no. I said, don't they have to go buy your house, your estate, to get to the Hamptons? Kind um, of? A little? No. Well, they they do, but that would be anybody's house on Long Island. <laughs> okay. And there's certainly no, no estate here. That's for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, just checking. Be, oh. I'll be very disappointed. Who Who has waited for this show more this week? You or our guest? You. No, no. You or our guest? You. <laughs> no. I'm just going to play mediator. I'm going to send each of you to a corner, and I'm going to let you just go at it. And I then I'll come back in at the end of the show and say, hey, how was it? I, I, listen, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> tell you now what I'll tell. <laughs> the, the problem you have here is that I was right. <laughs> So we're so what did I send you a message? I said something like nine hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people were also right, and well, and our first, guest tonight the uh, associate okay the associate commissioner of the NCHC Michael Weisman joining us in a little bit. Um, 
he said he didn't really prefer this. He would prefer just to, uh, if you want to be in the playoff, you want to be in the frozen face-off, you, uh, you'd be one of the top eight, even if there's nine teams next year. Well, uh, you're talking one extra game. And it's not like you have to make an extra trip. Hello? Okay. How? How do you say that? Somebody's got to make what if What if it's Miami, Ohio yeah. at the number eight spot and Arizona State the number nine spot? Right. Um, doesn't, doesn't Miami, Ohio have to go to Arizona State? No. They don't? Where are they going to no. play it at? Well, it depends on who's the, the one seed. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I said. Which is what I said was one of the options to begin with here. Uh, anyway, and would probably be the preferred option. Oh, uh, okay, course, stop, stop. We're gonna wait. We're gonna right. wait till we bring a guest on before you get into uh, this. Okay, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I'll repeat uh, myself. It wouldn't be the first uh, time. I'm gonna have more fun. Than, I'm gonna have more fun than anybody in the world tonight. Anyway, so that's coming up in just a minute or two. Um, Right now, though, Paul, things are really starting to amp up here in the state of hockey anyway. The Beauty League has oh, a crowned a champion. League. Yeah, we love They've the crowned a champion League. Wednesday night. Right. I saw that winning goal. Yeah, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's shitty. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is, though. We love the Beauty League. It's a lot of creativity. It's a lot of fun. It's shitty. I don't know and how you mean get... shinny S H I N what? Okay, just want to make sure people didn't get misconstrued with what you were talking about. I don't know how they get goalies to play in this thing. <laughs> You're not. What are you telling me? There's not any defense played. Oh, you know better than that. Defense. <laughs> the question they're asking is, what's defense? Uh, now listen, it... we understand. There's no physicalness in this league. They don't hit people. It's three on three for whatever it was. A twenty minute period, twenty minutes, or however long the games last. Yeah, something like I don't know how long. They whatever last, it is, I mean, it's it, like I said, I, I've seen lots it's, of it's clips. It's basically to get conditioned, is what of it is. Of course, it's to and, stay and on to the play ice. around and and you know right. meet some friends, old friends, and yes. new friends, and and kind of work on your skill development a little bit, and you know right. that's what it's for. Listen, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, totally, they've crowned totally a champion. Get that. Holy and uh, they did not use white gloves on the keg when they rolled it out, carried it out. And uh, it uh, well, is affectionately is, known as a John no, no, no. Scott Cup. The question is, was the keg full or was it empty? Oh, it was already empty, I'm sure. You, yeah, well, I guarantee it wasn't full that long. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so that wrapped up, which means now everybody can go back to their universities and their teams and, and some of their junior teams, and they can start preparing for the real hockey season, which in our world starts uh, in October Well, um, they also, with they games. They also get, but they're all on the ice starting right. this month or next month. Well, but they also get um, NHL players to play in this. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Some of them will be going back to their uh, NHL teams and AHL teams and things like that. Jack LaFontaine, I don't know if you knew this, the former Gopher goaltender signed right. with the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds. I, I saw that. He's got a tough act to follow, though. Yeah, he's got to follow number thirty-five. Yeah, he's got a t- tough act to follow. And by the so, way, number thirty-five got himself a new mask, and I don't know. I don't know. For a Sparky, I didn't. See Did you one. find it? No. Did you find I didn't it? See one. Oh, it's on I'm there. Not saying, I'm not saying it's, it's on not there. there. I'm just saying my eyes weren't good enough to see it. <laughs> 
It's on there. It's well okay. hidden, but it's on there. I'll, I'll have to go back anyway. and look again, but I was looking. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's uh, let's not mess around because we've got our guest uh, online, and we can bring him on and uh, and settle this debate right off the get go, and then we can move on and talk about some there's, real things happening in the NCHC. So here. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll find out if there is or isn't. Anyway, we'll bring on the Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, the best conference in college hockey, bar none, soon to have nine teams, which makes Paul Hornstein extremely happy. Michael Weissman has joined us. Michael, Scott, and Paul with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And before you say anything, tell us where you are, because I'm in beautiful Lake Elmo, Minnesota. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. I'm calling in from uh, beautiful Oxford, Ohio, home of uh, the Miami University Redhawks, which is my hometown so i'm actually home uh visiting some friends and family a uh, quick trip home before the hockey season gets too crazy does it feel weird to be doing this in the eastern time zone because normally you're a couple <laughs> hours behind me you gotta feel- it is uh it does feel weird I, i'll be honest I, I almost slipped my mind because it was so late i went to see <laughs> earlier and uh and uh, got back from dinner a little bit ago, and so I was like, "Oh, that's right, I'm going going hopping on with uh, with uh, Scott and Paul tonight." So it's good to be with you guys. But yeah, little little later than I'm used to. <laughs> Michael, here's the best part. I'm the easy one in this group. You know that. I'm the nice, friendly guy. Paul Hornstein has been all over me since Wednesday morning going like, what's wrong with Michael? Why couldn't he have done this on Tuesday so we could announce it on our show? Why why, why can't he give me credit? Why can't he pat me on the back? And I said, Paul, you know what? Um, this was uh, 999,999,999 people that had the exact same idea as you. But it wasn't you, was it, Michael? <laughs> about for our new uh our <laughs> format exactly yeah t- and, 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 and time out here let's get the facts straight okay the only thing that you had right scott as usual is that i said why couldn't they do this on a tuesday afternoon instead of a wednesday <laughs> okay that's the only thing you got right so i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry we couldn't accommodate your uh your podcast <laughs> schedule with our with our announcements, I, I will say uh, our commissioner Heather Weems was on the uh, Bruce Siski radio show uh, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday morning, so he got the good fortune of uh, getting to to discuss that news hot off the press. Uh, no, nah, Bruce is a good guy, at least you know with my interactions of him uh, yes. on, on Twitter, and I, I still call it Twitter. It will always be Twitter. I second um, that. I second that for sure. <laughs> but um, no, I, I. But like I said. All joking aside, and Scott tried to get me to say that they should name the cup after me, and I was like, let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate the humility and everything there, uh, Paul, but no, I think uh, I think there's probably some other people that, that may be in line for that, but we're, we're still a little ways off from doing that. No, I said maybe the MVP trophy, but let's not get crazy <laughs> with the Penrose Cup. <laughs> Well, we have we have to name our postseason tournament trophy. It doesn't have a true name yet, so okay. I still don't there's, think there's, that should be named after me, but you know. Yeah, I mean, pro- pro- probably not, Paul. But I don't want to burst your bubble yet, so you know, there's always hope. <laughs> okay, so Michael, tell us how this all came about, um, and what were there serious discussions of other ways, and if there were, what other ways were there of having the 2025 NCHC tournament? Uh, yeah, so there were other options, definitely on the table. Um, 
think um, obviously the one option that ultimately won is, is the one that we announced, which has the 8-9 playing game at the site of the number one seed. Uh, we can get into kind of the details of that and why that one was chosen in a minute. But to, to answer your question about the other options, um, one other option was to give the one seed a buy uh, and have them automatically advance to the frozen faceoff uh, in St. Paul. And then you would have a two play nine, three play eight, et cetera. Um, the, issue, the biggest issue with that one is then you end up with five teams in St. Paul and you have a little bit of a what used to be the WCHA Final Five, but ultimately that's um, an extra day in needing the facility, an extra day in teams arriving into St. Paul. And so there was a lot of cost uh, involved in that. That And, and also we, we just weren't even real, uh, didn't know how practical it was that Excel would even be available another day, you know, that they would be willing to give us an extra day for, for practice and then a game. So um, I'm not sure how seriously considered that option uh, was, but it was one of the options. And then I think the other option that, was probably, uh, you know, maybe the second choice was to just keep it as as we've always been, which is just the top eight make it, and uh, the nine seed would would not make it. Um, so I think those were probably the, the two leading options were either just the top eight, and you just run the tournament like it, it always has been, or um, ultimately what we landed on, which was a, a play-in game of the the eight nine teams. Uh, and and I think it was a smart decision to move it to the one seed. There was some discussion about having the nine seed travel to the eight seed and maybe try and play it on a Tuesday. Um, but then you're having to fly the nine seed to the eight seed, and then whoever wins that is then immediately turning around and flying to the one seed um, on you know a couple days' notice. And so that's just really tough to do. Um, so we felt since one team is already going to have to travel to the one seed, it was a little bit easier to just travel two teams to the one seed, uh, have a day off before the quarterfinals, and, and then uh, get right into it. So... Um, the coaches really felt strongly that all nine teams uh, deserve a shot in, the, in our tournament to have the, the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so I think maybe that was probably the biggest factor and why we ended up on the format that we did is, um, you know, the, the coaches and, and the body, uh, the athletic council um, at large felt uh, everyone deserved a shot with as deep as our league is. And you saw Colorado College as a seven seed make a run to the championship game last year. Um, I think that, that was probably the biggest factor uh and and ultimately the decision that we made which i I know you're a fan of paul i'll be honest i i was open to the only the top eight making it i think it creates a little bit of competitive competitiveness uh at the bottom of the standings but maybe that's just the uh european soccer fan in me liking kind of the relegation format so (laughs) i don't know well no listen i i i get that you could there even if i don't think that's the, the way to go there's a legitimate argument for that um, I just know from, you know, the people that we've talked to, um, over in Atlantic hockey that people were not happy that the people, you know, who were not in the top eight in that, you know, 10 and now 11 team league again, didn't get a chance in the conference tournament. And there was a lot of unhappy people. Yeah, I think Hockey East was the same way because they they went to top eight only for a year or two around the pandemic time, and right. they've they've switched back. I think after a year or two, and now everyone makes it. Now theirs is I think almost all single elimination throughout because I think they play like Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it does seem to be the prevailing sentiment is everyone deserves. Uh, a shot to play for an automatic bid, which, you know, I totally get that. And that that's certainly fair. And um, as I said, we're such a deep league. There certainly is no reason why an eight or nine seed couldn't, you know, go on a run and, and steal an auto bid there. So 
Um, I think it's great that everyone will have a chance to to win our tournament and, and have a chance at a NCAA tournament bid, even if the regular season maybe didn't go as as you'd hoped. Well, yeah, and and you know, and I totally understand that. Um, I'm just curious: were there any this was there even if it was just brief? Were there any discussions of anything unusual or not not one of these two choices that you can you can talk about because that is the curious part to me. <laughs> Chaos is what he's saying, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I guess I mentioned the one option where the one seed gets the buy would be right a little bit more more unique because then you have five teams up at, at the frozen faceoff, and again that leads to an extra. Right. You know, you have a basically your your playing game moves to the four or five game instead of a eight nine game. Right. Um, so I guess that was maybe a little bit more out there, even though, like I said, the old WCHA that was their format was to take five teams there. Um, but yeah, no, nothing outside of those possibilities that, that I can think of, um, nine teams is, it's just tough to make a, a nice bracket with, with that number. I think that if you're going to get all nine teams in, I think the eight, nine play in probably makes the most sense. Um, it's still an advantage for the one seed because whoever they're playing just played a game two days earlier, um, and had to, you know, travel on short notice. So, um, I think, you know, I think that holds, holds fair and, um, is the best way when you have nine teams. Well, I, I, I agree with that, but I know that's boring, but I, I, I do agree <laughs> this wasn't, with that. Wasn't this, your idea, wasn't this your idea? Yes, well, it was. Well, that's another reason why I agree with it, because it was my idea. <laughs> okay, so, so so let's spell this out, Michael, just in hypotheticals. Let's say that it happens to be um, the Miami Redhawks and the Arizona State Sun Devils, just to kind of pair you two together. I so let's say the number one team – um, is my Colorado College Tigers, um, and they would have both teams would then have to fly to Colorado Springs and play that playing game uh, before they play the Tigers. Correct? Yeah. So that Wednesday, I believe it's March twelfth, twenty twenty five. I don't have my That's calendar okay. in front of me, but exact. it's it's the Wednesday before the quarterfinals. So um, I think I mentioned there was some consideration to. Hold it. I think the initial discussions are actually to hold it on that Tuesday uh, before the quarterfinals. But with regular season ending on Saturday, I mean that really gives you. I mean, there's just you know Sunday Monday is all you have in between, and even if it was held at the eight seed, you have the nine seed that's having to travel. So this gives both teams you know one extra day of of travel planning, I guess, to get organized and get out to wherever they're going. Um, and then uh, you know that whoever wins is is already out there, and so they would just stay and p- presumably practice that Thursday. Um, so yeah, I think once we decided we wanted to hold it on that Wednesday, it it almost had to be at the one seed because you couldn't have a team traveling, you know, the Thursday before the quarterfinals, and so um, that just seemed to be the the prevailing sentiment there. Uh, there was some discussion to maybe hold it on Thursday two at the one seed, but then have a team play four straight games potentially four straight games if the quarterfinals went three um it's pretty tough i don't i don't know too many hockey leagues that have teams play four straight days so uh, we felt wednesday was a fair fair balance between giving some travel time and a little bit of rest time for whoever wins that eight nine game and i'm gonna say this michael but with all the teams in the nchc pretty much having their own building um i guess scheduling that date won't be an issue once you know who those eight nine teams are and who the one seed is right yeah, I mean, teams will probably have to hold their building basically that whole week because 
if you're the one seed, you're going to have the 8-9 coming in on, well, either Monday or certainly by Tuesday morning, and they're probably going to want to practice there on Tuesday. So you need the building Tuesday. You obviously need the building Wednesday for the game, and then you need the building Thursday for whoever advances to practice, um, and then games would be on Friday. So um, there's a couple extra days, but I, I don't think it's massively different than would be now because all our teams have to plan to block off for the quarterfinals you know, anyway. They don't, you know, you, you don't know if you're hosting or not, so they have to plan at the beginning of the season as though they will be hosting the quarterfinals. So it's really maybe just that extra Tuesday and maybe Wednesday that they can't hold. I guess if it's a multi-purpose venue, they couldn't have a basketball game or a concert or something. You know, whether you know, like a Baxter Arena where they play basketball and volleyball and other sports, and also hold concerts, or Magnus Arena where they hold uh, basketball and other sports. Um, so potentially, you know, they'll just have to work around that. But um, I don't think I don't foresee too many building conflicts or extra holds maybe than they would have normally had to have for the quarterfinals anyway. Okay, then one more thing before Paul gets to jump in again. Um, <laughs> the debate's mm-hmm. already been on about uh, do you guys already have a, a new logo lined up for next year with the nine stars or are you just going to leave Arizona State out as kind of that star that has to earn their way in? <laughs> well, I saw I saw Paul was doing some tweeting, but I, I don't know if he, I don't know where he got his information from because I feel like I feel like he was spreading some some falsehoods, <laughs> falsehoods out there saying the uh, the nine star NCHC logo was already a sure thing, unless I I misinterpreted the tweet there. No, but, well, I thought I saw it. That's why I said it. Yeah, no, there's no no nothing has been decided on that. Um, in fact, I would say we're leaning towards leaving it as is. Um, nothing against Arizona state. It's okay, it really comes, it really comes down to, yeah, we're nine teams starting in 24, 25, but what if in 26, 27, we're 10 teams or back to eight teams or six teams or whatever, you know, we're, we can't be changing our logo every time we switch teams. I mean, look at the, the, the multi-sport conferences, the big 10 has how many teams in, in for their all sports? Six, uh, like 16 I, now. I don't, who knows? Yeah. Who, yeah who, right. So the big, the big 12 has how many teams? 16, I think the pack, Pac-12 has, well, going to be four teams. So I guess my point in saying is that do, do numbers really mean anything anymore? Um, I think the eight stands for our eight founding members, and that is our logo. That's what people recognize as our logo. To have to put in a ninth star and have, you know, every ice rink put in a new logo and, you know, every document and all this stuff, I'm just not sure. Again, nothing has been decided, but these are kind of the various talking points that we've discussed and and had um so yeah i think i think it's still a discussion to be had with the athletic council um it was briefly mentioned but yeah i think our our hesitancy to switch to a nine star logo which is certainly doable um is just that yeah okay so if we switch to a nine star logo in 24 25 like i said what happens when or if we go to 10 or back to eight or seven i mean are we constantly changing our logo or do we just pick a logo and and that's our logo all right, we're gonna have to duke this out because <laughs> I already I already gave you the the examples of the Big Ten and the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve and how those yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. mean the numbers mean nothing, right? So you guys are gonna go to sixteen? Is that news? Is that breaking news? <laughs> it would be it would take a lot for us to get to sixteen. I gotta say. Okay. Well, no, I actually wouldn't, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, so no, I I mean I I, I understand and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sympathetic yes, to what you're saying here. that, you know, Arizona State will certainly be our ninth member and we're happy and proud to have them. Um, but as I said, I don't know if it if it makes sense logically to constantly switch your logo if 
Michael, I think uh, they just have to earn the star. How about that? Can they just earn it? <laughs> yeah. What, what 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 do they have to do to earn it by your definition? I don't know. I'll work on the criteria for you if you want. Oh, this okay. is like just come on, be on my side. I'll I'll show you the evidence later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know like the big you know the Big Ten when they added Penn State, they made like the little eleven in the empty space of their logos so i don't know maybe we can figure something out like that but i know now the big 10 just kind of made the one in the the or the i and the g into a 10 and they don't worry about how many teams they have which is probably smart so <laughs> yeah but that's boring i i mean <laughs> with the rate they add teams they, they would be going through new logos every year you know so i don't think it'd be that i don't think it would be that long between changes right that's what i'm saying it's a lot, a lot of work to change your logo constantly I'm getting a sneer from our executive producer who does that quite frequently for us. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. You um, guys did have a brand change. That's fair. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're, uh, we, we can get off of that topic now because that's all news. But the new news, or I should say that's old news. The new news is uh, what? We're almost, what, just a, two weeks away from the, the media day, the 13th, correct? Yeah, Wednesday the 13th. Hard to believe it's uh, it's almost the end of August. So yeah, just a little over two weeks from, I guess, this coming Wednesday probably. Um, so yeah, we're excited uh, to hit, be heading back up to Excel Energy Center in St. Paul and uh, have all our head coaches and uh, the captains of our teams and CBS Sports Network will be there and uh, Midco Sports and... Uh, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, I think, uh, Scott, I think I saw your registration. Uh, so. I'm there, and Nick Maxson will be with me this year again. I saw Nick's. Yeah, Paul, when are you, when are you coming? I'm still waiting on your, uh, uh, your RSVP. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I would I – would, I, I, it's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's going to happen one of these days. Okay, so retire, same, the same way. year you come to the Frozen Faceoff, right? <laughs> right, the, but it'll happen before I retire, so that's – okay. Uh, Michael, I think down. he's coming to the Frozen Face-Up this year because he just wants to spend a few weeks in Minnesota with no, the Frozen no. Four being here, too. He can just stay here for, like, as long as I've been here now. <laughs> that's yeah. that's true. I mean, it's, there's, what, like three weeks? If you just, just tough it out, yeah. you can stay for the Frozen Four. So Exactly, and it's, what, no. March into April? It's nothing, no. right? No. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe you should wait for 2025, Paul, because then your Sun Devils, you could potentially, you know, if they make the Frozen see, Face-Up, you can go different. see them. That's different. <laughs> that's okay. Different. So wait, now hold on a second. That be he's brought, just I want to make sure you got my ballot, correct? I did. That's I where did. I was going. <laughs> so you sent out ballots to uh, the national media people to uh, select the preseason uh, all conference team and uh, the rankings of the teams in the NCHC. And Michael, I'm going to be dead honest with you. When I looked at this this year, I was like probably more perplexed than any other year as to how this was all going to fit because I only saw six names on that all-conference uh, individual part, and I thought I had like 18 players. What does that say about the conference? Yeah, it's, uh, it should be another year of uh, a lot of talent, uh, some loaded teams. Um, you know, we lost a lot of good players, but there's certainly plenty of good players, plenty of all-conference players, uh, a lot of all-rookie players coming back uh, this year, we've got some good transfers that have come in, so um, I think there's uh, a lot of, of choices uh, to, to pick from on that all-conference team. It's it is definitely tough uh, to to whittle it down to three forwards and uh, and two defensemen. I mean, there's certainly a couple candidates for goalie uh, as well, but maybe the goaltender is maybe a little more clear-cut than the the forwards and the defensemen. And yet, as 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 I told Scott when I was making my 
my choices. And I originally thought, because the information you sent out had, you know, the the first and second teams from last year. Mm-hmm. And the and honorable like, mention oh, and all yeah. rookie teams. And I'm like, and, okay, yeah. so they, they want uh, two teams worth of players until I actually looked at the ballot. Um, nope, just one. <laughs> and, and it's funny because as clear cut as I thought the goalies in this league were this year, um, the goaltending in this league this year is, is off the charts. I mean, you could have gone any of five or six different ways with the goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of teams uh, are returning their goaltender. Um, certainly, you know, Caden Emberico at Colorado College uh, was all rookie and second team all-conference uh, last year. So um, you'd certainly look at him. And, and Simon Latkozy was another really strong rookie at, at Omaha who's back and I believe will have the full-time job. He was, you know, sort of splitting time some, some of the time last year at various points. So. Um, you know, those two, but yeah, Minnesota Duluth returns their goaltender, uh, North Dakota, uh, Ludwig Pearson from Miami transferred to North yep. Dakota. So, um, he was an all conference player as a freshman as well. And, uh, is now at North Dakota, uh, Matt Davis at Denver, uh, Magnus Krona had been, you know, their their rock for the last four years, but, uh, Matt Davis, uh, came in in various spots last season and, and showed really, uh, Showed really well. I think he uh, played in the final series against CC towards the end of the season and, and had uh, some impressive uh, games. So um, I think he'll be he'll be strong for them. And uh, you know, um, I think Western Michigan returns Cam Rowe. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of goalies out there. Dominic Bassey at St. Cloud State. Uh, he was another one who split time a little bit last year, but um, you know should should kind of have the net to himself. I think this year. So there's certainly a lot of a lot of choices out there. Okay, so we get through the goaltenders, and you start looking at that defenseman, and uh, I was going like, two? How can I pick two? Because I can pick two from each team that might be worthy. Um, <laughs> this is just a, a, a almost like a, a, an embarrassment here with all this talent, and I know it's that way in other leagues too, but goodness gracious, when you can go through different teams and go like, yeah, he deserves it, he deserves it, he deserves it. Um my curiosity to this is, and I don't know if you ever looked this up or not, but with the preseason poll from, say, last year, how many of those guys uh, actually make the postseason all-conference team? Have you ever looked that up to see what the kind of ratio is? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't look super close at it, but I have looked at it. Um, you know, I usually take a glance at it. And it, it's usually, I mean, it's hit or miss, but usually there's at least a couple players on there for sure. Um, I want to say last year's was actually pretty close but again i'd have to go back and, and double check that um but yeah no it's 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 hit or miss um it's, it's kind of the same as with the preseason poll um sometimes it's it's accurate and sometimes it's pretty wildly off i think i think the the penrose cup champion has been correctly predicted and i want to say like five or six of the seasons so the champion has been you know i'd say that's a decent rate of of prediction um but the rest of it is really hit or miss and yeah, the, all, the preseason all-conference team, um, like I said, at, at times it, it's pretty accurate, and other times it's maybe only a couple players that, that uh, were correct. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, we'll get to the team stuff in a minute, but like, I said, like Scott said, and I hate agreeing with him because I never hear the end of it when <laughs> I do. You could seriously, on, on defense as well, go through uh, these rosters and you're like, okay, that guy's got to be. Oh wait a minute, that guy's got 
no wait, but what about that guy? Or what, and, and this guy? And and, 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 and if there was ever going to be a year where you did go two teams deep in the preseason, I think this would have been the year. Yeah, because, no, I mean, you, you – go ahead. No, I was going to say, because this this is just murderous this year. <laughs> well, who 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 are your selections, uh, Paul? Um. Well, I I uh, I got to try and remember who I sent. Um, <laughs> I think Jack Pert and Shy Booyam were my two selections. Okay. Yeah. Can't, hard to argue with any of those. I mean, uh, Sean Barron's another one at Denver who uh, was uh you know I think he was honorable mention or second team. I can't remember, but uh, certainly uh, had all conference accolades and. Uh, Omaha had a pair of defensemen on the all-rookie team. And so, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, there's uh, no shortage of guys coming back who uh, bring back plenty of talent. And, you know, I always feel kind of bad. I'm glad we have a defensive defenseman award that we give out at the end of the year because I feel like the defensemen that get recognized on the all-conference teams are always the ones who put up, you know, the most points. But there's always plenty of good defensive defensemen, shutdown defensemen that, uh, probably don't get the re- the recognition they deserve because they don't put up the the points that maybe some of the other defensemen do in our league. And and I think uh, and just as I throw it out there, and like I said, this was one of the guys that I had considered um, it, it, for putting on there when I thought it was two teams. Is I, I think the people in Grand Forks are going to be very very surprised at how good Garrett Pike is. Watched him a lot with Fairbanks last year. And I think people are going to be really, really surprised with how good he is in his own end. Yeah, I mean, they got a whole new decor. They got, uh, I think yeah. it's like four transfers and four four freshmen coming in. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of gel and, and get it all together. But I know they got some, some good players coming in. And I uh, mentioned they'll have a, a transfer goalie who's certainly familiar with the NCHC uh, behind yep. them. Michael, let me ask you this, because the NCAA allowed um, assistant coaches' numbers to go up, and everybody, yep. it seems, took advantage of it. And we're seeing some things in the NCHC about um, younger coaches getting opportunities. I know Dylan Simpson was the, probably the latest at North Dakota to come back and get a coaching role. And I'm guessing, uh, as a league, you guys are really excited about that, to see more talent coming back and getting paid to uh, – work with these guys, but more importantly, uh, I see a lot of these teams last year and the year before that um, they'd have a big weekend, but there'd also be a big scouting weekend somewhere, and somebody would have to go there, and the coaches would be maybe a little, or the teams would be a little understaffed on the bench, Um, so that's got to be a big plus, right? Yeah, so uh, to to your first point, yeah, I mean, we're always thrilled when uh, alumni come back and get to coach, uh, whether it's at the alma mater or even at another school, kind of like Peter Mino's now at his, his rival at CC, but um, but yeah, Dylan Simpson coming back to North Dakota. He played uh, in the inaugural season of the NCHC. Uh, we've seen it with other guys like Adam Krauss, uh, now the associate head coach at, uh, at Minnesota Duluth, played played in the NCHC. Nick Oliver uh, won the inaugural Penrose Cup at St. Cloud State and was an assistant there. He's since, uh, well, he was since in the USHL, won a championship there, and uh, now I believe he's an assistant uh, with Mike Hastings at Wisconsin. So. Um, it's always great to see our guys who played in the league either coming back to coach in the league or moving on to even even bigger roles. But but to your bigger point about adding the third assistant, um, that was definitely something we pushed for as a conference. Um, I think you know most of our con- or most college hockey conferences were were in favor of it. Um, to your point, uh, a lot of times during the season, one of the two assistant coaches was on the road scouting, um, and so whether a team was at home or traveling, a lot of times they only had one assistant. 
uh, on the bench, which can be tough. And um, the other thing that a lot of people don't think about is um, when a team travels on the road, they don't necessarily take every single player on their roster. So um, they're leaving players back at back at home, whether it's here in Oxford or Grand Forks or wherever, when they go on the road. And so um, with that third assistant, potentially one assistant can even stay back uh, home if they're not out recruiting and, and work with the players who didn't get to travel uh, to wherever the team is playing that weekend. So um, I think there's a lot of advantages to it. Um, you know, obviously it allows for a little more one-on-one attention. Um, I think it allows for you to hire an assistant maybe at each position. So a goaltender, a defensive coach, and a, a forwards coach. Um, I think there's just a lot more um, you can do with, with having that third assistant coach for, for one-on-one work, for traveling, for scouting, for uh, all the things that, that you and I have mentioned. Michael, I'll also say one thing that maybe people miss, and I, I witnessed this at, at Arizona State last year, was if you have a serious injury um, where a player needs to be taken off, uh, God forbid, in an ambulance or anything like that, I know Coach Powers had that incident last year, and he had to uh, text his wife in the crowd and have her come down and be with the player until they could you know, reach his parents and things like that. And uh, I think having that extra body uh, might allow maybe one of them or somebody to step up and be there in a God forbid situation like that as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, you know, the more individual support and the more bodies you can have when you have a team of, you know, 26, 27, 28 people on a team. Um, you know, certainly, as you said, there can be injuries. Um, I mentioned, you know, players staying at home. Um, so I think it just allows for, for better workouts, for better one-on-one, uh, better small group sessions, things like that. Um, so yeah, anytime you can have kind of an extra body and, um, you know, whether it's on the bench or, or uh, with players at practice, things like that, um, I think it'll be helpful. Okay. Now, you've obviously been with this league since the beginning. And, you know, for the most part, teams go through cycles. Um, but I, I will sit here and, and as somebody who doesn't have the institutional knowledge that both of you guys do, uh, especially about the league, um, I was sitting there making my picks for who I thought would finish where. And I was pretty confident of the first and two teams. But I know I sat here and I juggled the rest of those teams, or most of them, about 75 times. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, – I, I think this this year – is deeper than I have seen it at least in the last three to five years that I followed it much more closely because of doing this podcast. And I, and I think the, 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 the battle for the non two top two spots is going to be absolutely brutal. And I'm interested to hear who you think is a lot for the top two spots. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I gave you my ballot. <laughs> I mean, I have. A, I can't remember. I've gotten a bunch of ballots, Paul. It's tough for me to remember who everyone voted for. Okay. Well, tell them. Tell them who you I, think it I, is, because I'll tell you, you're I, probably I, wrong. It's fine. Well, I'm not, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, I have. I believe I put North Dakota at, in first and Denver second, and after that, it was just pull them out of a hat. Almost. Oh, shock me! Shock me on that. No, I no just, love for the defending frozen faceoff champions, huh? Uh, that's once again 
they could is it, the way I look at it. They could finish third, or they could finish seventh, and I wouldn't shake. Uh, I wouldn't shake my head at all because the the everybody in this in in this league is just so much better, and is so much deeper than than I've seen it. Like I said, in the last three or four years, and I mean, just everybody. Just you sit there and be like. Uh, well, no, I think this team is, and then oh, let me look at this. No, well, you know, look, look on paper and look at this roster, and like, you know, but they could do this, and, and and I mean, listen, we're we're obviously always assuming full health. Sure, but um, have you seen this league be deeper than it is this year? Am, am, am I off base, or or am uh, I pretty accurate? I mean, I I feel like our league is always, you know. Pretty pretty deep and, and pretty competitive top to bottom. Um, I think maybe it's a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more open this year maybe than it's been some other years where there's maybe a little bit more of a clear cut uh, number one. I think certainly the two teams you mentioned, but I think there's five or six teams that could really be in the running for for the the Penrose Cup or the you know the top couple spots. Um, I just think you know you look at how it finished last year with Western Michigan two and Omaha three and. Colorado College made that late run and, and returns a lot of talent and, uh, you know, really seems to be making some big strides under under Coach Mayotte. So I think there's, uh, you know, it was a down year for North Dakota. It was a down year for Minnesota Duluth last year. You got to think they're going to bounce back a little bit. I just think there's, uh, you know, there is a, a lot of depth um, and a lot of, you know, w- wide openness to, to where teams can finish, to your point. Uh, but I, I don't know that those top two are locked. I think there's really, like I said, uh, quite a handful of teams that, that could really be up there towards the end of the season. Cause uh, it, it is definitely deep, you know, it's, it's hard to compare it year over year. I mean, it, I feel like the standings are always tight and um, there's always a lot of hype for our teams. I mean, we've had, you know, years where we have five, five or six teams in the preseason top 20 and things like that. So um, we'll see what the, the national polls say, but um, certainly we're excited for the year and, and think we have uh, a lot of strong teams. Michael, when, when we looked at the schedules of all the teams this year that we have, now 10 that are in our coverage area, including Omaha and North Dakota and your conference, um, but when we looked at them, we said, gosh, every one of these teams has got a really good schedule. And, and then I started picking them apart a little bit, and I look at a team like, like North Dakota, and I go, man, that is just a brutal schedule. I mean, they are pushing the limit right from the get-go, and you're bringing in all this talent, but can you put it all together? So that was my concern with them, and maybe they'll prove me uh, really wrong. But then I looked at Colorado College, and I commented this to Paul and maybe on a podcast too, but uh, I like the schedule that Colorado College has. I think with with what Chris is doing there and uh, all the things that are happening, I really think that their schedule might set them up um, for at least an at-large bid, which is the point I'm getting at. Are you going to have five, dare I say six, teams in the NCAA tournament? I mean, I don't, I don't want to get, uh, you know, ahead of ourselves here. We haven't even started the season. We've had, uh, we've certainly had five teams before. We did have six teams make it actually in our second year. Uh, in 2015, we had uh, six of our eight teams make it. So 75% uh, of the league, which was, is, is, is a record. Uh, I believe the WCHA, the old WCHA had sent uh, six teams back in the day, but they, that was when they had 11 or 12 teams. So um, the percentage-wise, we're the, the only conference to ever send 75% uh, of a conference to the NCAA tournament, at least from a men's ice hockey perspective. Um, so I don't, I don't know if we'll be able to get six in there again. That's 
really tough to do. You got to win a lot of your non-conference games and kind of have things go your way. And um, but certainly we're hopeful. Uh, you know, four is, has been our average over our ten years, uh, and and we've had five a, a couple times. So um, I think certainly think four or five is uh, is within the realm of possibility. Now I know that because of what you have to do that it's easier for you to be uh, at home and in the office to do the things that you have to do to, to put out each week. But when you look at some of these, like you have Minnesota playing at North Dakota, um, do you sit there and be like, maybe I think I will go to, 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 to some of these games this year? Because, I mean, like I said, the schedule's loaded with everybody. Yeah, no, there's a ton of marquee uh, non-conference games, no doubt about it. And uh, that's usually the case every year. Our teams uh, tend to schedule, you know, uh, exciting non-conference games, both at their venues and on the road. Um, in terms of your question, I usually, uh, since I'm based in Colorado Springs normally, obviously I'm, I'm here in Oxford right now, but right. Uh, don't get out this way too often anymore. Um, so yeah, usually I stay within the state of Colorado, uh, other than when I'm going up to Minnesota for whether it's media day or the frozen face-off or something like that. Um, I can do my job more or less from anywhere, but um, in terms of you know travel, it's it's not super necessary. Well, it would be awesome to be at uh, you know the, the Gophers uh, at North Dakota game or um, some of the other big time non conference matchups. Uh, like I know Michigan goes to St. Cloud State yeah. around Thanksgiving weekend, and um, I know I'm sure I'm forgetting some other big ones, but uh, well, but yeah, I'll probably. Say- right. I, I, I typically I typically stay around and go to either uh, CC games or or Denver games uh, up the road because those are both drivable for for me as opposed to me having to hop on a plane to go somewhere where, I mean, it's just an ex- an added expense to the conference, but it doesn't really necessarily enhance or change, you know, what I'm doing or my job per se. Uh, I was just, I, like I said, and I understand that I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I was just curious that with some of these games, it was a little more tempting this year. That's curious. All. Yeah, no, I mean, it is it is definitely tempting. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes CC and Denver host some big non-conference games, so I uh, will try to get to those. I know Arizona State's coming to CC this year uh, in early December, so um, that should be uh, a fun one. And Coach Mayotte has his alma mater coming to town earlier in the season. Yeah. Um so those will be those will be fun series. I'll at least uh, get to one one or two of those games, and uh, you know um, I forget who Denver has coming into town. Uh, not sure if they have any huge non conference games at home. Um, I think they go out east. Yeah, they play at Boston yeah. College, um, but they got they got Air Force, and uh, oh, that's right, they go to Arizona State. So um, yeah, you know I'll get to get to some games um, both up up at Magnus and and at Robeson Arena, um, which is. Uh, always a good atmosphere and a good time to see those those uh, arenas well listen they're just previewing what's going to happen next year when they play each other four times that's all that's that's right <laughs> that's right you know. okay so uh anything new and exciting coming up in the conference i always like to talk about nchc.tv because uh, far and away the best there's no other doubt about it but um anything new and exciting that you can do can uh, can you enhance it any more than you've enhanced it <laughs> Uh, well, I appreciate that, Scott. Um, I mean, we're always trying to, uh, you know, improve the streams, especially for some of the schools that uh, produce their streams in-house as opposed to using a television feed like a Midcoast Sports Network for North Dakota's feed or a Fox 9 Plus for St. Cloud State's feed. But um, some of the our schools that do their own 
uh, in-house feed, we'll, we'll try and work with them and um, give them some feedback and see how they can improve and um, give them some pointers and, and things like that. So, um, you know, there are always little things. It's usually more based on the school than it is the overall uh, platform itself. Um, I will say we are uh, working on updating the mobile app for NCHC TV uh, that will add uh, a social media tab on there. We actually used to have it, then we took it off for some technical glitches, but we're adding that back on. Um, and there were also uh, the old app strictly had uh, the only schedule on there was the NCHC TV schedule, and now we're adding it so it will show uh, all games, even those not on NCHC TV. So you're getting you know more a true picture of all games going on as opposed to uh, just those available to watch on NCHC TV. So uh, we should have a mobile app update here uh, kind of in uh, probably mid mid September. Um, what else are we working on? We're working on potentially opening a new online fan shop. Um, so that's something I've been been working on. We uh, we partner. We used to partner with a company called Unreal up in the Twin Cities, and they were great partners and uh, had great uh, athletic gear and um, and uh, really great products. But uh, that partnership ended, and so we're we're looking to open a new online fan shop. So we're hoping to get that finalized before the season starts, so fans can stock up on uh, NCHC gear and and their uh, favorite teams gear and and things like that. Um, and then we talked about media day, obviously we'll have some fan activities there. We'll be announcing the, uh, the polls we've talked about ahead of time. So the preseason all conference team will be uh, Monday, uh, September 11th. And then the preseason poll on Tuesday, the 12th uh, and then media day on the 13th, we'll do our usual Twitter takeover in the morning. So fans will be able to ask questions of the players. Um, and then in the afternoon, we'll probably do, some sort of an Instagram or Facebook live uh, interviews for, for fans to, to tune in and watch. So um, that's kind of uh, what we're working on and some things fans can look out for. Otherwise, just, yeah, planning for, for the season and uh, get ready for the new year. Okay, I'll give you my final two questions kind of in one shot, and then Paul can take the last word. Uh, gosh, I hate doing that. But anyway, uh, first of all, shout out to you guys for for Tuesday trivia and uh, Throwback Thursdays. I love that stuff. I think it really in height enhances what you do and really gets a lot of fan involvement. I see it a lot. Uh, I love that. So so congratulations on that part of it. And um, it, full, full, and, I got to give full credit to uh, – <laughs> Sam Keeney, our digital content coordinator, she does a great job uh, creating those graphics and videos and organizing and planning all that stuff. So um, she she does a great job in our office creating all of our videos. But yeah, a lot of that uh, Tuesday trivia and a lot of that stuff you see during the summer and during the year is, is her planning and her good work. Okay, so we'll shout out to Sam on that one. Um, yeah. And and the final thing is we had Menino on last week, and he told me that he found some secret closet in there that he's been digging through. Any truth to that? He's been finding swag somewhere secret in the office. He said something about he had to go through Heather to get to this closet, but I I'm running low. <laughs> he's talking He's talking about at the NCHC office? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did, did he tell you about the nickname that I gave him? No. <laughs> no, but please, because, sure. Because because he is the uh, the king of swag and, and he loves to get his <laughs> NCHC swag, I've, I've nicknamed him Swaggy P. Um <laughs> Nice. So next time, next time you see Peter Menino, you can you can refer to him as Swaggy P because uh, he's all about that swag. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what what closet he may be referring to. Um, 
I mean, we have closets with with gear. I mean, you you've been there, Scott. You've seen, I yeah. think, our our shelves of. Uh, well, he told me there was a new one, but I think he was just sending me on a goose chase or something. <laughs> yeah, he might have just been pulling your leg. I don't know, but uh, he's he's been known to show up with a trash bag and, and load up before. That's for sure. So I, I did take some sweatshirts over to. Uh, to CC Hockey, they're having their alumni golf outing uh, at the end of September. So I gave them uh, a couple sweatshirts and hats that they can use as, as prizes for their golf. Nice, nice. I'll see you before then, but I'll uh, I'll be there for that. So uh, anyway, uh, so those are my final two. I just uh, it's always great having you on to get all this good stuff. Paul, go ahead and get your last one in. Well, I just listen. I just appreciate that that Michael joins us and you know, and, and has a good time and, and, and puts up with my nonsense <laughs> and, you know, appreciate everything he does for us and does uh, for college hockey. And, and, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's great to deal with professionals. Let's just put it that way. Well, I appreciate that. All right, Michael, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it while you're on the road and uh, seeing family. I was doing the same thing here. So, um, We'll be back to hockey real quick and real soon, and we know the NCH is going to be up on top as always. So let's see if we can get six teams in this year. I'm pushing for it. I'd, let's, I'm all for a repeat of 2015, uh, even though we actually did in the title that year. But let's see if we can get six teams. We need, need to get teams back to the Frozen Four, right? Our, our, streak, yeah, uh, yeah. our streak sadly ended, so we gotta got to get that going again. Yeah, I'm right, All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play your ad for NCHC TV, but we got to get a new one because I'm sure you got a new one coming up too. But uh, I do. I'll yes. be in touch so, with you during the week. So Sam Sam's uh, finalizing that as we speak, so I should have that to you uh, within the next week or so, and and we'll have our early bird special uh, starting in early September. So uh, fans fans can look out for uh, for discounted NCHC TV pricing. Nice. Unbelievable. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. That's Michael Weissman, the associate head coach. Head coach. How about that? <laughs> associate no, head coach. I, I, I'll stick to the operational side of things, but <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, the associate commissioner with the NCHC. You can tell I talk to coaches quite a bit, can't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me on, guys. It was a pleasure to talk with both of you. Thanks, Michael. All right. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. All right, Paul, and I'll be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. 
campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated, the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Live. Indeed, you are listening to College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Lake Elmo, Minnesota. My co-host, as always, joining me from that beautiful state out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Uh, Paul, it's always great to have Michael on. There's so much yeah. insight. Um, I'm, I'm glad he didn't burst your bubble that you possibly could get a, a name on a trophy at some point down the line, depending well, on how hard you that. work, you I know, how hard you that. work over the next few years. Well, like I said, I appreciated that. And, 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 <laughs> well, know, let, okay, be honest with I've me. I've worked already. Uh, be honest with me on this one. Yeah. When he gave you the news that there's a good chance that there might not be a ninth star, what was going through your head? Because I could kind of feel the vibes from halfway across the country. Um. Listen, I understand. I, I thought I saw it. Maybe that was just a fan doing some recreation on his own. It's fine. Um, you know, uh, like I said, we're going to have to duke it out. And <laughs> we'll go from there. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I, I understand that point. I hadn't really thought of it. I thought it was kind of a no-brainer. But then, you know me, I uh, I like to change logos on a drop of a hat. So That's um, true. <laughs> The executive producer just throws stuff at me from a distance. Because... I'm sure she's throwing lots of stuff at you. <laughs> yeah. has nothing, has nothing to do uh, that, with hockey. That might have something to do with the brain damage I have. <laughs> well, no, anyway. but that's okay, too. Anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, having Michael on, you get so much insight as to what's going on. And uh, he's very candid, which I always appreciate, because he doesn't really pull punches. He he tells us what he can tells us, tell us, right. and he tells us what he can't tell us. Right. So uh, we kind of know what we're getting. But, um, you know, I think he was pretty, can I use the word modest, when he said he, he thinks that this may not be 
necessarily the deepest they've been because they've been deep in other years. And I'm sure he's talking about that year where they got six teams in, but goodness, you know, you put your ballot in. I still haven't sent mine in yet because I'm trying to figure this thing out. And, uh, you know, there's no way of doing that, uh, at least for the players, without doing an injustice to somebody, somebody, how about 18 or 19 players? Well, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, you know, I, I, I definitely understand. Like I said, I, I thought that, you know, we were going to sit here and, and I was doing a, a double team, you know, first and second team. And, you know, we just ended up seeing, you know, when I actually looked at the ballot, you know, then. Um, and that's important when you're doing one. So well, yeah, you would think, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and 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 it and it's weird because in a weird way it kind of made it easier. I I know that sounds crazy, because the issue to me was never the top two guys, or the top three guys, depending on where you were taught what you were talking about. It was. The guys for that "quote unquote" second team. That okay. Well, I guess yeah. That's crazy because I, I have I have probably three teams that could be considered first team. Three sets of three forwards, three sets of, of two D, that I think could be the first. Now the goaltenders to me came out easier. Um, yeah, they, amazingly enough, like I said, I, the the goaltending this year in this league is 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 deep. Um, but yet, um, when I thought it was two teams, I thought it was easy for the first two guys. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, and then we'll put a bow on tonight's show with the, uh, the announcement again, um, reiterating what happened on last Wednesday, uh, with the 2025 NCHC tournament announcement where the eight and nine teams will play at the site of the number one team on Wednesday before the quarterfinals. Um, and, and I wanted to ask him about that. I, I guess it's not as difficult as you would think with being most of these teams, if not all have their own buildings to play in and right. probably not that hard to block it off. But no. let me ask you this, um, just kind of looking in from the outside. Um, let's just take those two teams that I mentioned again, and this right, is no to disrespect sure that, to anybody. Yes, well, let's it just is. say it's to make sure that Michael and I are at each other. That's all that was. <laughs> no, no I, just talking. Miami and Arizona State. One, and let's just, and again, I'm going to go with my Colorado College Tigers because that's, that's what I not. do. No, that's let's what I do. Not so let's say that, that those two teams, one comes from the West, one comes from the East. They meet up in Colorado College and Colorado Springs. They play at Ed Robeson Arena on Wednesday night. Um, is there an advantage? to the number one team, getting them off of that? Is it a disadvantage if it doesn't make any difference? It's probably a slight advantage because somebody's playing an extra game and you never know what can happen in that extra game. Maybe it goes a couple of overtimes. Uh, maybe a goalie has a really hot night and doesn't have one the next night because they were so on point in the previous game. And it's not like the one downside to it, obviously, is that it's not likely you're going to get a, a full building. 
no disrespect to the fans of that team, but you know if if the game is being played at Robeson and there are two teams that are not Colorado College at the game, you're going to get a lot of the are you going to get a lot of neutral people in Colorado Springs to go on a Wednesday night? I mean, I think logistically. Well, I think it's right Colorado College, do. you got a good chance because of filling the oh. building because of the size of the arena. Well, but, but you uh, get the point. I mean, if, if it's in Grand Forks, you're not going to get eleven thousand people to go there. I, uh, I don't know. I don't I believe. Not. I don't. Uh, who knows? I guess it yeah. would depend on who one of those teams are. If there was a hatred for one of those teams, yeah, you maybe. might get people to go root against. Maybe a but team. I, that's Wednesday night. Come on. Well, and I there's a understand. lot of playoff hockey coming up, especially in a city like Grand Forks. But well, we okay. also like the fact that it's a Wednesday night. There's another game. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of us that have to travel are going like, really? Now I got to be there on Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, what I will tell you, I think, is the most important thing of that whole tournament announcement is you don't want to be eight or nine. You no. want to be one through seven because you right. want to completely eliminate that uh, potential opportunity to have to be an 8-9 team and play that extra game. No, you don't want to play that extra game. Of course not. You you want to, you know, that's an extra game you have to win in order to advance and get a shot at the conference championship. It's an extra. And, again, you know. It's not just has, an extra game, though, my friend. It is a travel time to an extra site to a well, neutral site would, to win a game de- yeah i guess that would depend on where the game is and who's playing it's traveling anywhere unless it's colorado yeah. college in denver do you see yeah, them but, being eight nine ever i don't no but the point is no no my point is that you you, you have to those teams though one of those teams would have to travel anyway Right, and but but they're they're going to travel depends. and prepare well, listen, for a single let's, game, let's just, not knowing let's, if they're going to have a game after. That's true, but you got to do that in the NCAA tournament anyway. Yeah, but now you're in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> not take anything away from the NCHC frozen no, face. No, I, I get but, that, but that's just the way it is. And you know, you might travel to the frozen face off for one game too. Yeah, well, I get that. I get all that. I'm just saying, like, this is. Uh, I just would think that if you're a team in the NCHC next season, you want to make sure you're seven or better. Oh, that's obvious. Okay, that obvious. Take it away. It's obvious it's time to go. From the Summer Skate (laughs) Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx. 
the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West, and by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus, see us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. To find any of our shows, subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you once again to Michael Weissman, the Associate Commissioner of the NCH. I tried to give him a new title, tried to make him the Associate Head Coach, but anyway, Associate Commissioner Michael Weissman for joining us uh, on a uh, live Sunday night. And uh, Paul and I will be back tomorrow night for College Hockey Coast to Coast and again on Tuesday for the College Hockey West Weekly, the magazine podcast, where we have um, Mike Gabinette, the head coach from Omaha, joining us on Tuesday. So um, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody.